Всем привет, это Ирина Куликова. Hello, this is Ирина Куликова and all strings considered. Hey everyone and welcome back to All Strings Considered. I'm your host, Scott Wolf. All Strings Considered is brought to you in part by Guitar Salon International, the world's largest selection of fine classical and flamenco guitars and accessories, and by audible.com. To get a free audiobook of your choice, go to audibletrial.com slash allstrings. There are over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So I had a great time hanging out with Irina Kulikova while she was here in Southern California at the most recent GFA. She was here to help judge the competition and give one of the festival concerts. Irina has some beautiful recordings to share with you today, one of which is her brand new Reminiscences of Russia CD, which is due to be released today, September 1. I think you're going to love her playing. She has a beautiful sound, and I think you'll hear a maturity in her playing that is well beyond her years. To my ears, she never sounds forced or self-conscious. And on the show today, you'll hear about her journey to becoming the internationally known and respected concert artist that she is today. And that journey has not always been an easy one. You'll also hear how she prepares for recordings, as opposed to concerts, some specific advice for women, her experiences as a new mother and continuing to tour, her very personal way of creating her programs, and plenty more. Okay, so speaking of being a girl, is the guitar world dominated by men? Very much. In Russia as well? Yes, in Russia even it's very strange guitar. Uh, the girl playing guitar and she's touring? Oh no. Mm. That is uh, always you know, a bit suspicious. Mm. It's getting better though. So that's yeah. a lot of uh, girls, they, you know, they, they, there are more girls now playing guitar than before. Mm -hmm. But still, the, I was uh, judge of this. JFA pre preliminary round and I made my own notes uh, in total we had 47 players mm -hmm. one uh, cancelled but then we had 47 players and only six girls mm -hmm. or female players let's say yeah. that's not enough yeah no it's not enough at all and you must have grown up in a place where you were the only female player we had one more girl who played guitar but now she's selling cars so <laughs> <laughs> So has it been difficult being the only girl? Competing as a girl, as a woman? I didn't find big difference for myself, but mm. I heard once from my school student mate in Moscow, oh, mm. you play very good for a girl. For a girl. Yeah, right. and I took it as a, not as a compliment, as it was insult. quite offended. So. Yeah, as you should be. Yeah, but uh, now I'm so proud when I see there are um, no um, female guitars that are taking the teaching position or winning the competitions and playing concerts around the world and yeah. I'm just like wow yeah <laughs> so I'm now a little bit uh, let's say feeling the difference between man and woman and the guitar mm. scene but uh, mm. only in a positive way that's just like oh wow it's getting more and more even uh -huh. like now in a competition jury usually you know like maybe there are seven eight judges and only one girl uh, right. and now we had we had two yeah. Yeah, Michaela, Pitaluga, and, and me. And uh -huh. so, so it was okay, divided three against two, but. <laughs> mm -hmm. I guess, in a way, it's nice to be unique in that way as well, right? To be able to stick out. Mm. Not so much. Not for me. In a way, I was never busy with this. Um, mm. I have really great uh, male friends. 
and maybe I think if you look at the situation from outside, mm-hmm. maybe then it makes it makes a difference. But mm-hmm. for me, not. Mm. I don't know. Of course, I get more happy if I see more girls uh, playing on stage and doing very successful job. But mm-hmm. for me, more Im- uh, more important is the quality of a player mm-hmm. who is a real musician. This is for me mm-hmm. more important than if it's a female or male player. Yes, very much so. So, what what are those qualities? What is it about a player that makes them stand out for you? Depth. Depth of emotion, depth of communication, depth in of everything. Thought. Yeah, in everything. So with with the piece, how the piece goes. Uh, of course, the technique has to be perfect, but it's more like um, a technical thing, right? Right. The mechanics are taken care of, and then you. you can yeah. So this is like the basic should be good. Yeah. All the technique should be good. You know the the yeah. education, um, the musical education should be good. Mm-hmm. Of mm-hmm. course, right? This is that. That's why we study mm-hmm. for. Yeah, know, exactly. That's yeah. why we go to There's universities, conservatories. But then, for me, the presentation on stage—I um, don't know how people talk or what people wear or the emotions that are going into the public. For me, this is not important. Mm-hmm. But if the player, the performer, can. Give me the goosebumps. Can melt my heart. Can give me tears. Can just give me a smile. You know, just yeah. if I hear the music, then I have a smile, or I just I'm touched by by the play. And yeah. if I don't lose my let's say my concentration, and if I just realize I have no idea was it the piece five minutes, ten minutes, uh-huh. how long was the concert? If I don't aware of time. Yes. Then I think, wow, that was a great concert. Yeah, this is important. That's beautiful. I love that too. Yeah. Dilation of time. Is there something you saw in the competition that you wish you could say to all of them or to whatever young player who's starting out in the guitar? Oh, I didn't listen to them here. I listened to the advanced players, and some right. of them even older than I am. So, right. <laughs> well, is there something to say to, I, I to the like... young, maybe to the young women? What the, you know what uh, what I find important for women that sometimes I hear when they play on the guitar they like uh, they want to be like a man. A guitar is a very hard instrument uh-huh. to play on, mm. even to play to play let's say in the professional level. Yes, the serious music. And sometimes what I notice that some girls they're forcing, they're mm. like forcing on the guitar when they play, mm. when they should be you know a little bit more relaxed and mm. maybe just, a little bit more feminine. Less, less aggressive. Yes, I think in in this case we have it's naturally uh, ben- benefiting from being female because mm. a lot of musicians, um, men, uh, need to become a little bit more female. Let's say. I agree. Uh, yeah. To play, you know, also very romantic music, you have yeah. to melt a little bit and not always stay, you know, the macho and. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I speak more about the sound interpretation. There should be. Almost like they're um, imitating some some aggressive man. Yeah, I think so. Seen. Or they imitating men, or they want to be yeah. as strong as a man, and maybe so this is what they more... what they hear. So Sounds we, like it. So I want them yeah. to be relaxed and just be themselves, mm. because I think um, in a way there is a discussion going on also with my friends that that are male guitarists. 
Um, if really there is a difference uh, between a uh, woman playing guitar and man playing guitar, is it really a difference also, let's say, in interpretation of the piece and who is playing better? And um, I, we still didn't figure out uh, really the answer. Of course, everyone, ha everyone is special. Right. There isn't an answer, I don't think. You kind of have to take it on an individual basis, right? One player to another. This is what I think as well, yes. But there are some people that are completely sure that female uh, guitarists, they play totally different than male guitarists. Uh, and then uh, the question, who is the best? Uh. <laughs> but I think it should be just just even and more looking to the personality and, uh -huh. and the, the quality of playing. Hmm. But, you know, I see a very very positive change in the guitar world that we got a lot of fantastic young players that play really amazing and this is my my goal next to my you know guitar performing is the teaching and you know try with my experience also to help um, is your income from from concerts? I don't have a position at a conservatory. I would love in the future to uh -huh. have a like stable income with with a, with teaching. But uh -huh. I have students coming from other countries. Mm. They come to to the Hague mm. for a couple of days, and we have lessons like five hours a day. Then they got a homework for their hotel room. And then we have another meeting for five, four hours a day. Then they go home and they practice. And they five have- Five hours. Oh, we can do it, yes. With a <laughs> great meal in between <laughs> and a glass of wine after the lesson. Okay, this sounds good. I, I think I might know where I'm taking my next lesson. <laughs> and then I also got some um, students uh, from the Dutch conservatory when they got a kind of scholarship uh, amount of money, uh -huh. uh, maybe just amount of um, hours. For the lessons or just just money huh? and they know uh, that on this money they do what whatever they want to go to the guitar festival or take private lessons and mm -hmm. i um, have few students that that i'm preparing for final exams or helping with uh, with some you know technical problems mm -hmm. or the blackout or the um, mm. whatever right I, and i love doing this so i I had some experience doing private teaching, just uh, any level. Yeah. I love to do that, but I don't have time anymore. And it's, you know, you just like ready when you kind of, you have a special goal and then it's great to work with uh, talented young guitarists that you know that with, with their talents, you can polish the diamond and then it yeah. will shine. What do you do when you're not playing guitar, besides hanging out with the baby? Do you have a hobby? My hobby is, is, cooking? is cooking and spending time with my family, with my friends. Mm. And I love wine. Yeah, me too. I love too. about wine. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. What are you excited about right now? Is there a wine that you like? A grape? Is there a region? Oh yes, I, I don't like Merlot that much and when I um, taste Merlot, just I'm always curious to um, maybe there is another Merlot that is I can discover and I like, but I like very much uh, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon, mm -hmm. I like Rioja, uh -huh. I, you like, like the big, I like the big full reds. body, yeah. you know, full body complicated things yeah. <laughs> why. So we're let me ask you this then, your Cabernet Sauvignon, do you get it from California Cabernet or do as you get well, the European? Yes, mm. as well, yeah, from all over the world. Yeah. 
I think yeah, if I will yeah. be not a guitarist, I will open a wine shop. Sounds good. <laughs> but it's for me the same. When I drink wine, when we talk about wine, when there's a party with a wine taste, and the way they describe the wine, the way I describe the sound on the guitar, you yeah. know? I think that it's a lot of similarities. Uh, when I yeah. teach as well, I always give example from life. Yeah. Uh, experience, um, whatever, you know, but not only completely focused on uh, theory of music and uh, guitar, 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 guitar. Mm -hmm. Because I think um, you become a better musician if you just experience life, if you find um, uh, things that you learn and you apply to your playing from just our regular life, when we talk to people, when we do shopping, when we sit in a beautiful restaurant and we experience new food, or when we travel and see another country. And when I play Bach, I have German words in my head. It helps me. When I play Italian music, I have Italian words in my head. And <laughs> I then, you know, I prefer to eat pasta, you know, and pizza if I have to record a few, you know, Italian music. So I, and I a just, concert is a whole meal. Precisely. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big party. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get a little taste of Irina's playing from her Naxos Laureate series disc, following her win of the 2008 Alhambra International Guitar Competition. The disc begins with Bach's first cello suite, of which I'm going to play you the first three pieces, the prelude, Alamand, and Courant. We'll hear why she chose that particular suite a little bit later.
What do you focus on these days in your practice or in your performing? I love movies. I think like I would love to be a movie director. <laughs> I love to have a story and develop it <laughs> in with all the characters. With um, I like to fantasize. I always <laughs> love the fantasy. <laughs> but now it has like meaning. And with guitar, I'm just doing the same. So I'm looking for a repertoire where I think, wow, yes, this is my story. I'm going to develop it. So while I'm practicing, I'm creating um, a different scenarios. Scenarios, yes, scenarios. perfect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, and I just uh, also discuss with my friends or with my husband uh -huh. um, about the piece and what I imagine, what I develop. Of course, I make a research uh, the story which was written about the composer you know but i connect yeah. this all so you you were saying there's a story that goes with some of this in your mind so this cd for example um with bach and castelnova tedesca and jose maria gallardere and so it all has a connection with my personal story it's also part of how to say that how the program goes how i choose pieces for the CD or mm. for the concert. Mm. It also has a personal link. <laughs> Can you tell us what those links are on this? Uh, in this one, Jogan um, Sebastian Bach, the cello suite. Uh, my mom, she's a cellist. And she played this uh, cello suite on her final exam. And I always wanted to study this cello suite. Mm. And I played it when I was 12. And then I never played it again mm. after a while, you know, just for maybe about 10 years or more I didn't I didn't play the piece mm -hmm. and I always wanted to record Jose Maria Gallardo de Rey California suite mm -hmm. but because I was doing competitions you know my study I was playing all the guitar repertoire that you have to play and then when you get older you do what you want <laughs> so with this CD I just I had a dream I had a plan uh -huh. that these pieces they have to go together because they sound very similar Hmm. Even if it's the California Suite, it's um, it's the pre the prelude and Aleman and Saraband is really just like the cello suite. They are so hmm. similar. Hmm. And on the concert, I usually I started with the cello suite and I and I finish with the California Suite by yeah. Gallardo del Rey. Oh, cool. So is the what makes it California? I wonder. Do you know? He wrote it in the California, and he wrote ah. it for his friend Joseph Mastroianni, who lives in California. Ah. Very cool. And then, so how does the Soar and the Tedesco, how do those... The Castelnova Tedesco, it's because he worked for the Hollywood and he was writing the movies. And for uh. me, this is really uh, like four um, different, uh, different scenes, scenes, maybe even different movies. Or uh -huh. um, maybe it's the movie that it's done in a style that is like um, four uh. different chapters. Uh-huh. Vignettes or something, yeah. Yeah, and right. then the California suite. Okay, this is the California. Here we are, the Hollywood. Yeah, that was perfect. Yes, <laughs> and with sword, this fantasia is so um, so well matching with this program. And mm. I was playing it on competitions. First, it was like an obligatory piece, mm. and I really love the piece. It has the same mood from Bach to sword, and then Castelnuovo to Desco. So bit by bit, like I'm 
I'm I'm getting from the Baroque to the time uh-huh. now. So working your way up through time. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense. So you've been playing since you were very, very young. And it's very funny to me that your mom brought you a guitar rather than a violin. You had yeah, asked for a violin. She, she, um, she's a good mom. Yeah. I'm very proud to have mom like, like my mom, but she was lying to me. She wanted me uh, to play guitar because I wanted to play violin. And she just told me that it's a big violin. Uh-huh. And I believed her. I was, not, I was like five. And then she told me there are even more strings. And, you know, it's, it's very nice to try and if you like it. And I did like it because um, it has a very nice sound. And I told my mm. mom, oh, this violin sounds like a, like a human voice. Mm. Other violins are sounds very, with a, like... Kind of shrill or yeah, high-pitched. So. Or, yeah. <laughs> huh. So she made a trick with me. So why would she trick you? Why would she want guitar? She was in love with guitar, and ah. uh, was it very popular in Russia at, at that the time? time? At that time, it was super popular, mm. and she was a friend of. Oh, now it's gonna be complicated for me. Mm. Um, my teacher, who is a guitarist and a composer, has a wife. Uh, she's also a composer and a pianist, mm. and she studied together with my mother, and they were friends. So my mom, she she was friends with my future teacher, and uh, actually, when I was one month old, we went to my teacher's birthday party. As the story goes, that um, I was crying, and then Viktor Kozlov, oh, my future teacher, started playing guitar just as an experiment, and I got very quiet. <laughs> For my mom, it was a sign that oh, this girl likes music. And guitar was very popular. We got a lot of support um, from the government, and we had a, one of the biggest festivals in Ural, in the South Ural, in Chelyabinsk, my home city. And uh, so when I was six, seven, eight, I could listen to the concerts of a very famous uh, guitarist who came from around uh, Soviet Union, let's say, Soviet Union mm. countries. But then later, um, you know, we lost uh, all the support, and unfortunately, that's that's very hard. It's still very hard. They're still fighting for uh, for the sponsorship to to keep this festival alive. It's still there, but very small at, the, at this moment. And what's the festival called again? I don't know. They keep changing names. Ah, but it's <laughs> uh, the world it... of guitar, uh, ah. something like this. But yeah. Um, yeah, so it's got more local now. And it was about to be international festival, but it got really like... Um, because of the funding. Because of the funding, because people, some people would come and just play for free, but it's impossible to invite everybody and play and play for free. And, no, not when uh, They also other do festivals. the competition, uh, so to, you know, to, to, keep, to give a goal to young talents. Yeah. To participate and, you know, to be the best and give it uh, inspiration uh-huh. for practicing. And yeah. uh, that was for me the same. I first, my first competition was in my hometown. And later I went to Novosibirsk to another. Um, and then I went to international competition in Voronezh. And this is how all started. And I met Spanish guitarist uh, Jose Maria Gallard del Rey. Mm-hmm. And I listened to concerts of Roland Dienz, of uh, many, many others. Elena mm-hmm. Papandreou. So they all were coming to the international festival and competition in Voronezh, mm-hmm. 1994. And then I was even seriously in love with guitar. I was 
12 by then. Mm. And uh, before, I, when I practiced, I liked it, but it was anyway with a push from my mother, like, you have to practice, let's do, you know, from one till four, and then we As will a have little, our a fun. Kid, yeah, hours. you're not allowed to watch cartoon if you don't practice well. <laughs> so it was, it was like this. But then when I was 12 and I heard uh, Jose Maria Gallardo de Rey playing on stage, uh -huh. his own compositions, I was completely in love with guitar and, uh, you know, since then I just practiced on my own. I didn't mm. even allow my mom to enter the room. I said, mm. go away, I'm practicing, I'm looking for a beautiful sound and I'm searching and I want to learn this piece, that piece. I will play for you like on stage. You're not allowed to hear how it's building up, how it's developing. <laughs> yeah, and because also this... Um, um, this person, um, he brought me a guitar. So I won the competition. And then as a laureate, I came next year to play, uh, to play a concert. Mm -hmm. My parents, they couldn't afford a good instrument. And he realized the problem. And he was able to, to bring the guitar. He came with two guitars to the festival and just gave it to me as a present, as a gift. It was very special. Beautiful. And it was very beautiful guitar, mm. Contreras. Mm. You still have it? Now I have a better one. Yeah, yes. by the Contreras. Con by the Contreras. I have two <laughs> guitars, Simon yeah. Marty from Australia. Uh -huh. That's a double top? The Marty? Is Marty double top? It's a beautiful guitar. <laughs> double top? I, uh, I, I don't know. Traditional guitars. Marty is not very traditional. No. It's like... Raised neck and... It's, the... it's a, it, it, I don't know. Ah. It's a I'm guitar. a girl. It sounds I'm good. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a girl. Uh, I know it is a sitter and it's rosewood. <laughs> All right, so we're now going to listen to the other suite on Irina's Naxos Laureate CD, Jose Maria Gallardo del Rey's California Suite. You will definitely hear the connection between this piece and the Bach you just heard, as Del Rey clearly modeled his piece on the Bach cello suite. The pieces are in the same key, the preludes are unmistakably similar, though the harmonies have been expanded in Del Rey's music. Here's the Bach and then the California Suite prelude, so you can hear them side by side. In the California Suite, the Allemande also starts with that characteristic 16th note upbeat, just like the Bach. So finally, the Baroque Dance Suite was constructed out of the most popular dances from all over Europe at that time. In the California Suite, this idea is brought into the 20th century with a valse that to my ear shows the influence of some of the great Latin American composers, like Agustin Barrios or like one of Laudo's Venezuelan waltzes. So here's three out of the four movements, the prelude, alemand, and valse from the California Suite by Jose Maria Gallardo del Rey. Thank you. 
when I was 17, I didn't get any scholarship anymore because I was um, adult and I didn't get any support from the government. I decided to go to study in Moscow. I did all my exams and to live there. It is super expensive. My parents they didn't have enough money mm. and um, no support. And then you all of a sudden from living the concert life already, playing concerts and staying with your parents at home when your mom cooks and does everything for you. You just didn't learn it with her. You were practicing guitar and then you just in real life completely on your own. and no no support and then i realized that guitar in europe is even better and this is the really place for me to be and mm. uh, it was very hard i had to work as a babysitter as a cleaning lady and many other wow. jobs as a waiter just to get a basic income to survive besides that i had to practice guitar and do all my study and and then learn how to cook for yourself and yes. take care of and now yourself. Now I love and... cooking for myself. I yeah. love ironing. Yeah. It's my it's my meditation. <laughs> so my husband is very happy because I love ironing. <laughs> I don't like uh, vacuum cleaning because when I worked uh, also as a cleaning lady, you had to vacuum clean a lot. So I hate it now. Uh, so that one you don't do, but the ironing you enjoy. Yes, I do ironing. I do cooking. That's beautiful that you've turned all those things that you had to do into things that you love. Did you find that you loved them while you were doing them when you needed to do them? So for instance, as when you were a cleaning lady, did you find pleasure in, no, it No, was and I was very ashamed. Uh-huh. Because um, all, the, all the students, uh, they were after the lessons, they were going out to the bar mm-hmm. or, you know, for dinner. I had no money. Mm-hmm. For me, coffee uh, that cost three euro, it was a lot of money. I just couldn't afford it. Mm-hmm. And besides that, I had job to do after the, all the study. I had to go and it was at night, you know, you, you get a key and then you go and you clean the empty offices mm-hmm. after the work. And I try to keep it a, a secret. And so everybody were quite uh, wondering why where I'm escaping. Yeah. <laughs> why she's escaping from the study. Why she's so what anti-social. Is she doing? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe ah. she's practicing, maybe she's practicing. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we had also quite a difficult uh, time when the Soviet Union uh, broke down. And we, my, my father, he used to uh, save half of his salary for our future, for my future with my brother. He's six years younger. And when the Soviet Union broke down, mm-hmm. yeah, fell down, we also had default. So this money uh, were uh, worth nothing. Because it was in the oh, because of inflation. They were in the bank inflation, and then mm-hmm. my father got um, salary for two years work with five vacuum cleaners. He worked for a secret uh, factory uh, for the military planes. He was mm-hmm. uh, doing the de- de- some details and. Mm-hmm. Uh, as an open um, factory, they were also doing some vacuum cleaners and other things. But, mm. uh, but it was really uh, military. Yeah, yes. And then everything was just, just shut down and uh-huh. it was like no work. And my father was uh, working at the factory, producing, keep producing this vacuum cleaners while we already got uh, Bosch and uh, Siemens uh, vacuum cleaners from, from Europe. and. Uh, it's like, how am I going to sell a made in Russia vacuum cleaner? It looks so huge and it doesn't work. And that's supposed to, so, that's supposed to balance out two years of work? Yes. 
and why we don't need five vacuum cleaners and my daughter is uh, his daughter so as, as he said my daughter is very talented she needs to go to the competition we need money what are we doing with this vacuum cleaners and he tried to to sell them on the, on the street was I remember it was very cold it was a winter time and together with my brother they went to the center of the city it was minus 40 celsius it was very very or maybe 35 it was very cold winter by the time and they were standing hours and hours and hours just to sell the vacuum cleaners and my brother wanted to have a toy car fire truck and my father promised, if we sell the vacuum cleaners, you will get at the fire truck. And my brother, I remember when we were sitting at the table for dinner, he said, Daddy, I don't want the fire truck anymore. He was six years old. Please, just let's not do it anymore. I'm cold. I, I don't want to go. Eventually, it took, it took a while, but they sell the vacuum cleaners. And on this money, I went on my first international competition in Voronezh, and I won it. I just, I had no other choice. Yeah, what choice did you have? Was there a money prize in that? Did it help yes, out your family? Yes, yes. And on this money prize, we could buy a piece of land where we grew our own vegetables. We were growing quite a lot of vegetables. We could, uh, we could sell them in front of the um, gastronome, like a supermarket. Uh-huh. For cheaper than the supermarket sold yes, them or something? Yes, and it's more fresh and there is no uh, chemical stuff on it. We had uh -huh. no money for the chemicals. For pesticides, yeah. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> and I was uh, doing this uh, job as well, selling it, but I told my parents, not around our house, where I'm not recognized. <laughs> yes, but you learn a lot uh, from this experience. Yeah. And I had to play some concerts at the um, prison and hospital uh, for mm. sick people, for children at school, uh, in a kindergarten. I was playing concerts for food. Mm because that was the only way you could get actually money or or, or food. Mm. Well, well, this is in the early 90s? Yes. Mm. So, and um, I think that made me quite strong um, person yeah, and, so. and also like a, a, good, a good person because mm. I appreciate what I have. Mm. And uh, I just also um, had moments that were very much down, like no hope, anything, why? You know, you, you still play guitar and you just, you know, you have to believe uh, that future. I also believe that everything has a reason. Mm. And more and more I believe in that, that um, whatever you have in life, whatever situation happen, it has a it has a good reason. So I learned a lot from my experience in life and I appreciate what I have now. And I think it's also influenced the guitar playing. I don't mean that <laughs> to the young guitarist, ah. please, you know, <laughs> live in a poor neighborhood yeah. and get into the troubles. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean this. <laughs> but living. I think you do learn a lot from, from difficult, um, difficult situations. And mm. then you never can be really spoiled or go the wrong way. Mm. And this, I think, what makes life beautiful. And this is what I am, I am telling also with my guitar. This is one of my stories. Yeah. Through the music, I talk about this. That's why I think guitar and playing concerts is really fun. Yeah. Because with music, you can um, you can say a lot. It's like a diary. You let the 
people read your diary, but at the same time they don't really know. So yeah. it is still with the code. Yeah. <laughs> Are you planning to tour extensively when you have a young baby? Uh, you actually, we did travel a lot when she was in my belly. Mm. So I, I was pregnant. And so she's already, you already know she's a moment, good traveler? <laughs> yeah, she is. She loves planes. Really? And she never sleeps. She doesn't like to sleep on the plane. And she just makes uh, friends everywhere. <laughs> but she doesn't like to play with me. She talks to other people, talks in her baby language, uh -huh. charms the other people in the plane. And she loves... She loves planes. What's her name? Marielle. Marielle. In in the Dutch version is Marielle, but internationally Marielle. Uh-huh. Where, where do you live now? I live in The Hague ah. in in the Netherlands. Uh-huh. We have a beautiful house not so far from there, beach. Yeah. And yeah, we did travel a lot uh, also when she was born and together with my husband so he gave up his holiday and he used his holiday time just um, to, to take, care of, yeah, to take care of the baby so he missed all my concerts it was just in a hotel so no room concerts, with her no, no yeah. concerts no vacation i only missed her for my tour in japan it was quite intense mm. it was short trip and a lot of concerts a lot of travelings mm. february i had 100 hours travel to Mexico, quite far away from Mexico City, just to, to play and teach on one big festival and back. So, mm. for this kind of trips, I don't <laughs> I recommend that's, to take that's babies. So no. And uh, later, of course, she can travel with me alone. So, my husband Walter can uh, can work. Both musicians? No, he works for the government of Interior. Uh huh. With, in the Hague. In the Hague, yes. Uh -huh. But he's a musician in his soul. He plays piano, he writes songs, he's improvising on the piano. He helped me to build up a beautiful new website. I'm very proud. What is this. I saw your website, it looks great. Yes. What, tell me the address. Uh, www.irinakulikova.com uh -huh. Yes. So I'm very proud that he put a lot of a lot of time, he wrote my biography. It's very artistic the way it's written. It's, most most yes. bios are very dry. We wanted something more personal because I want to communicate with people like I do with my guitar playing. We want the same, we want to tell a story even via the website, just a little bit, you know, make it more more personal mm -hmm. to show to show real real me and, and you know, real life with some uh, photos uh, of, you know, of baby and when yeah. I was a baby and... Yeah. Okay, moving into the last segment of today's show, Irina is going to tell us a bit about how she approaches recording, and then we'll move on to her latest CD featuring three Russian composers writing music for the guitar, no arrangements. I just looked on iTunes and it looks like her Russian Reminiscences CD comes out tomorrow. So in the end, if you're listening today, I get to give you all a preview just a day before release. What I really appreciate about the Naxos recording and working with Norbert uh, the recording is not in a studio, it's mm. in a church. Mm -hmm. And I think it makes a big difference. It's so nice to be able to feel the room that you're in, to have yes. something answer back. Yes. That reverb. Also makes it harder to edit though. Maybe. Yeah. does. That's why you have to be prepared uh, better than for a concert. Mm-hmm. So tell me about how you prepare for a recording. The same way as I prepare for concert. How's that? For the recording, I have a little bit different um, 
concept for how to say this um to be able to uh, this is for me very important when i have to repeat the same page i want to do it or even just a few bars i want to do it with the same intensity of emotions and uh, sound of course and all the dynamic that it will be the same because for me it's very important that i don't change uh, the interpretation or it will be the same tempo and the emotional value that it stays on the same level and I, this is what i found quite hard and challenging because live you can oh, almost be you, you can be once. free yeah, yeah and then you just uh express as whatever it at yeah. once and it's there and there's no return there's no yes coming back but but with the recording sometimes there was uh, maybe a little bit of a noise from a string and an then it's not or... good and or an airplane happened yeah. very often or yeah. the car or the train um uh pass by and then we just have to repeat again but we don't do the whole piece or the whole Movement. page but yeah. we have to do let's say a few bars mm -hmm. and if it's like uh the culmination or like a special chord and then you're just like oh i did it already two times or, or three times and you just give all yourself <laughs> into that chord and then and again and again <laughs> these recording sessions are not very long yes it's about two and a half days up let's say about 10 12 hours that in total so, it's quite short destroy your hands but then you play non-stop but so it's quite intense but emotionally i always felt like i played i don't know like 100 concerts yeah so do you have a way to prepare for that i don't know if we would compare to some in sport like with tennis or, or football uh it's just like you feel, or the competition, right? The final of the guitar competition. Mm -hmm. You you feel the, um, the adrenaline, you feel the um, responsibility, the tensions. So I feel the same with recording, more than, than with concert. Concert for mm. me is more like excitement, it's the moment. Mm. And with recording, I more like focused on the concept, like, okay, I want, how do I want to do this phrase? And uh, to stay with this one interpretation. So it's like, I have to agree to play well. Let's say I choose one because um, on concerts sometimes I do things in a different way. Yeah, uh, d depending on your inspiration. In right? Inspiration, the moment, the mood, the whole, the people, you know, everything. But probably also when I'm practicing, I imagine because I already have some experience with with this recording, and it's very fast, very intense. So you have to prepare very well and. Mm -hmm. During the, let's say, the technical preparation, I check every note, how it sounds. Every note, that everything be clean, because I don't like that it be just editing with the clean note you played there. Mm -hmm. I really want that this uh, played like life. Mm -hmm. So I prepare in a way, when I practice at home, I check every note, I check every movement, how it goes, because I want to stay with music. Mm -hmm. and I want to be free but meanwhile technically everything has to be clean and perfect so that it sounds you know like live concert it's true that if you not didn't prepare well but then the recording still has to be clean then you could you could make it beautiful but for my opinion then it sounds a little bit mechanical you cannot make it a uh, human uh, if you add uh, do too much editing to the piece yeah so my aim when I prepare for CD recording to make as less editing as possible, as less repetitions. Mm -hmm. 
So I just have to prepare an extra perfect then for concert because in the concert, if one, two notes, they don't go well, it's okay. Yeah. On the recording, especially with Naxos and with the perfectionist Norbert Kraft, it's yeah. not okay. Because we had so many times a very good, um, uh, a complete page. Yes. And I'm very happy. Yeah. And he's very happy. And then he tells, oh, that was wonderful, but uh, one more? That's to be sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you do a second a second time and you think, hmm, that was also not bad. I like that. <laughs> and then he tells, you know, to be more sure, one more. Yeah. Yeah. And it just wears you out. See, and having to do that for maybe two hours on one piece and then having to move on and keep that energy up for a 12-hour day yeah, is like running a marathon. I love it. You love it? I love it. Really? Yes, I love it. Yes. Huh. Uh, after the CD, you feel like you need a break. But yeah. at the same time, after the concert, you feel more like you had the moment and... It's like to go to a nice restaurant with a nice food. You had a great evening. With the CD recording, you feel like you had uh, not a great evening, but you had a great project. Mm. Like it's larger, it's yeah, broader. So and the maybe that's. Satisfaction is so much. And also, when, while you record, you also learn a lot. Yeah. And that's why, and that's why I love it. And in general, I, I also chose to, to be on stage and perform. I love to give. Mm-hmm. When you do the CD, you also you give a lot, mm-hmm. and maybe even give a lot more because you don't see the public, but you imagine the public and you imagine the whole world, and it's like you communicate with them. You just uh. give it to them, and you want to make it best because when they play it on their CD player, or on a computer, mm-hmm. or on whatever, iPhone, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it will sound the same. Yeah, not when I record. I can record and play again and again, it will be more beautiful and maybe even different interpretation. But then on the CD, it will stay the same. It will not change. Right. And that's why you want to make the best version of... Yeah, because it's frozen for all time, right? Yes. And... Do you find that your interpretation changes drastically a few years after you've recorded a piece? I interviewed Agnello. Yeah. And he was saying he wants to record everything over again that he did maybe 10 years ago. Let's record it all over again. Brand new ideas. All of it again. I agree. Yeah. That yeah. can happen. Yes, but I don't regret what I record. This right. is another thing. That's rare. Yeah, and I already, with uh, California Suite um, by Gallardo del Rey, I already have different ideas. And yeah. I just wait when I'm allowed to record it again just to do it all over. Right. But I don't regret that interpretation. But you get older, you get new experience in life, and the quality of the pieces changes. Yeah. And maybe it's not what you record it is bad, but you just want something new, even sometimes with the same with the same piece. I have some pieces that I think they're just over for me that I'm just mm. we're finished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had our moment, it was great, but um I would never be back to these pieces anymore. Mm. With uh Bach Cello Suite, I played it when I was 12, yeah. 13, and then I stopped. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of other repertoire that you have to learn. And you cannot uh, practice all your, I don't know, 50 hours of music that you play through your life and through your study. And for the CD recording, I did totally different fingering, totally different uh, ornaments and totally different interpretation. Mm. Still the same piece. New person. New person. Yeah. 
With my Russian CD, three composers, uh, Konstantin Vasiliev, Sergei Rudnev, and Viktor Kozlov. Rovshan did some Rudnev. Yeah. yeah. Right? Probably old lime tree. Sounds right. Yes. And I have this piece as well. Uh-huh. I love this piece very much. And that one's, that one's written for guitar, right? This is, this is the concept of the Russian CD. I um, didn't want to do any transcriptions, so mm-hmm. I uh, gave myself like goal, like an idea that I want to record the CD only with the music written especially for guitar. It has to be romantic music, maybe a bit fairy tale. Mm-hmm. It maybe goes a little bit in different styles. And I found these three composers that they're still very much alive and they're around the same age. And all music is written especially for guitar, mm. all of them. There will be fewer world premieres, mm. but there are some pieces like uh, by Sergei Rudnev, Old Lime Tree is famous. It was recorded several times by other gu- guitarists. Mm. And I wanted to give my own interpretation because I was in love with the piece. Next to this will be the Between Steep Banks, also by Rudnev. That's a world premiere. Mm. Konstantin Vasiliev, Three Force Paintings. This piece uh, played a lot on competitions, mm. it's, you know, it's getting, this piece getting quite famous. Mm. But next to this, I play a piece written for me, uh, Swan Princess. It's very jazzy. Yeah. Yes. And uh, three lyric pieces that have never been recorded before. And it's also very nice music. Mm. Has a bit of Brazilian flavor, Russian flavor and uh, flavor of Jazzy and kind of also uh, it's in memoriam to Varius. Ah. And Wonderful. with music of Viktor Kozlov, he was my teacher ah. um, for yeah when I was a child. And he's also a, a very fine composer, very good composer. <laughs> and I like uh, music he writes for children. And he writes also very picturesque music. I mm. have piece and uh, dedication to the Russian land. Mm-hmm. I think the title already. Yeah, explains you a know lot. what it is, yeah. <laughs> and then the Flying Dutchman. So I hope you're going to go check out Irina's new CD. It's great music throughout. It has a romantic flavor using themes common to that era, like fantasy and nature. Uh, Vasiliev's three forest paintings are really cool, but I think I even might like his three lyric pieces more, also on her CD. But I think the preview, or maybe pre-listen, that I'm going to bring you all today is the piece dedicated to Irina by Vasiliev, titled Swan Princess. But before we listen to that, let me just say thanks for listening to All Strings Considered. I'm your host, Scott Wolf. All Strings Considered is brought to you in part by Guitar Salon International, the world's largest selection of fine classical and flamenco guitars and accessories. Hey, next chance you get, please go rate All Strings Considered on iTunes or follow on Twitter at All Strings. And you can always stop by the website for photos of the artists and links at theallstringspodcast.com. I hope you all enjoyed hearing Irina's playing and conversation as much as I did. Until next time, here's Vasiliev's Swan Princess, dedicated to and performed by Irina Kulikova. Enjoy!
makes me nervous to speak English <laughs> more than to do the CD recordings or playing in a hall for 2,000 people. English, talk English in front of people, radio or television. That's what makes me nervous, yeah.